welcome to Cutting to the Bullet, the post-truth apocalypse. I'm Ben. As always, I'm hanging out with Mike. Hello. Claire. Hey. And Pete. Uh, Pete I'm just going to say hello. <laughs> okay. Hello. <laughs> Excellent. Right, well, today we are going to talk about mass hysteria. Hopefully yeah. we can make it mass hysterical. Maybe. Before we start, I was funnier than that. <laughs> Before we start, that was the joke. Before we start, I do think we should give an R.I.P. to Dame Edna Everidge, the um, Australian drag artist. Yeah. Uh, what's his actual name? You mean his name isn't? You didn't change it by default. I, I forgot to think what his actual name was because he wasn't. His name wasn't Dame Edna Everidge, obviously. Well, that's a shame. This doesn't give me a bit of a Mandela effect because I already thought he was dead. Barry Humphreys. Barry Humphreys. I genuinely yeah. thought he was an Australian guy, isn't he? he eight, yeah, eighty-nine. So good innings. But yeah, eighty-nine. He died. Died this, this morning, Saturday. Oh well, there we go. Bless him. R.I.P.D. You know the drag artists. All the drag artists are dying. Billy Savage, Dame Edna Everidge, RuPaul to be next, perhaps. No. RuPaul, watch out. Who knows? <laughs> That's not a threat, by the way. RuPaul, no, no, in case you're listening. Not. This is just, you know, nothing against whatever you do. I don't know. I've never watched the show. I have. I've been forced to by Claire right. a few a few times. <laughs> Either way, let's thank some of the returning listeners, and we'll crack on with the main cut. So we're going to go through some of the. Historical examples of mass hysteria, as long as what the, the, the definition of what it is. One of my one of a friend of the show turns up tonight in one of these articles, by the way. Ooh. A friend of the show. Hastings in the UK, thanks for listening. Clacton on Sea, London in the UK, Hammerville in Luxembourg, Strasbourg in France. We got a French listener. Blumenac. Bonjour. Bonjour. Bring Texas, Luton in the UK, Boardman, Oregon, Haiti in Missouri, Emma. Yeah. Porvu in Finland, hello. Flushing in New York, Frankfurt and Maine in Germany, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Bengaluru, India, Ashburn, Virginia, Guadalajara, Spain, Dublin, Ireland, and Brussels, Belgium. Wowza. Belgium. We're big Finn in Belgium. Finn. You're top. Thank you very much. Binge in Belgium. Mm. What we like to see. I'm impressed. And a lot of binges. Spread the word, please. Follow us on Facebook and cut into the ball in the post-truth apocalypse. YouTube at Apocalypse Ball and SoundCloud and other podcasting platforms as Cutting Through the Ball in the PTA. And please feel free to interact with us because you will always get a reply from one of us. Usually me. Usually Ben. Which means it'll be weird. <laughs> Normally, yes. Yeah. <laughs> a bit stalky. <laughs> stalky? I'm going to stalk them, Mike. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't That's knocking. On, I, I didn't just knock on people's doors. He got up at six o'clock this morning, went and took his dog out for a walk, and started knocking on people's I doors. Did. I woke up at six in the morning because I take because I snapped awake at six because I wake up at that time every day of the week, apart from Sundays, because I'm too drunk on Saturdays. <laughs> I sleep on, yeah. And I got up and I went a bit, did a bit of canvassing. I walked the dog around the area where I'm standing for re-election and, you know, spoke to a few people. Took some snappy photos as well. <laughs> some snappy photos. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even read that one. Took some photos to so, you know, just to say, hey, I'm here, come and, come and interact. Max looked fine. Max looks great. He was he, very he happy. Looked, he looked wonderful. Very, he, he sat in the, was it the graveyard? With yes, the, yes. Looking Next very, <laughs> very majestic he was. He was, he was. He was his birthday this week as well. Happy birthday to Maximus. Mm. 
seven. So yes, so mass hysteria. Enough of my campaigning. Enough <laughs> <laughs> of defending my team. I'm still enough of defending my character against you slanderous curs. <laughs> mass hysteria isn't just a panic. It's People affected by mass hysteria typically believe something that has triggered their symptoms because it is a mass psychogenic illness. It refers to an outbreak of unusual uncharacteristic behaviours, thoughts and feelings or health symptoms shared among a group of people. Um, so yeah, so it could trigger their symptoms. It doesn't have an underlying health condition that can prompt those. They don't, they don't have an underlying health condition that can prompt the symptoms. They wouldn't behave in that way on a regular basis, and many share an extreme fear of an exaggerated or non-existent threat. It's it's so it's all to do with power of suggestion, isn't it? That like the mind almost it plays tricks on your body, doesn't it? Yeah. You can you can become ill you, just by believing you might be ill, and people can it. physically physically be sick and get proper it ill because. Like COVID. Allegedly. We'll be taken off. Say allegedly. I said allegedly. <laughs> Sounds like Q. Well, I'm going to give Q an honourable mention before on this list as well. I haven't got an article because we did an article on QAnon. There is some overlaps. We did an episode on QAnon. And I, I know enough about QAnon to talk about that, but uh, you'd be surprised the amount of shit I've sucked up into my brain doing this podcast for <laughs> so many years. We'd drive a lesser man insane. <laughs> <laughs> So all right, let's move on to it. This is mass hysteria, it affects a large group of people. I'm including this one as a bit of an honourable mention. Uh, it's got a folle a deux. It's also the name, the subtitle of the second Joker movie starring Joaquin Phoenix. Ah. That is the folly of two. So that's two people sharing a hallucination. Ah. It does go up, you can have folly a trois, folly a quatre, folly a cinq. One, two, three, four, five. With folly a quatre. Yeah, you can have a folly a quatre. That's what quatre. we are. Madness of four. Yeah. <laughs> Just to throw that out there, that was first contextualised in the 19th century, so. But mass hysteria goes back a long way. With recorded cases, anyway. 13th century, I think, is the earliest mm. recorded. Probably go on earlier. I heard the uh, Black Plague was all mass hysteria. Oh, did you? Um, <laughs> I'm joking. There's the Phantom. Yeah. Has it been long enough? Are we allowed to joke about it now? <laughs> What, 400 years? I think it's been long enough. Hasn't South Park it? says it's 20, so we always do a South Park. South Park rule. Sweet. We've got a lot of examples of mass hysteria through history. Some of them tragic. Some of them funny. Most of them weird. All of them weird. For two weeks in 1956, people who lived near Taipei, Taiwan, were terrified of a mysterious slasher roaming the streets. The fiendish character would surreptitiously slice surreptitiously. people. Surreptitiously slice people as he slipped through crowds or brushed past them. About two dozen folks, most of whom were poor women and children, reported being slashed, similar to the Boston butt, butt slasher. The butt slasher? Yeah, that was a real thing. This guy would go and he'd like run a knife up your, between wow. your butt cheeks. <gasps> Terrible. Ooh, I can almost feel that. Mm. Oh, that wouldn't be nice, would it? Certainly wouldn't. But then something stranger happened. After police spoke with the victims, it became clear there was no mass slasher. Spurred on by historical news, hysterical, sorry, news reports, people thought that regular minor cuts on their bodies were the work of a crazed killer. 
In one case, the slash was an old injury in which the person had scratched and reopened. Okay. Such mass hysterias or collective delusions are actually quite common. They happen often in places where small tight-knit groups of people are gathered together and may be under stress, like schools, convents and factories. Young women are the most likely victims. That's mm. interesting. Didn't the old doctors used to... That's, but then again, they would... Are we skewed by <laughs> historical yeah. average? Because every time like a woman was a bit outspoken or a bit sort of racy in her, her mannerisms... It's hysteria. It's like, no, she's got hysteria, lock her in a convent, <laughs> the hussy. Yeah. In medical terms, mass hysteria occurs when people become afflicted with conversion disorder, also called functional neurological symptom disorder. When this happens in bad scare or stress, something mental or emotional transforms into a medical issue. And there are two types of conversion disorders, anxiety hysteria and motor hysteria. In the former, people develop symptoms such as headache, dizziness and nausea, typically after perceiving something threatening, such maybe such as a foul odour or unusual stain. Hundreds of these cases occur annually in the US. I felt threatened by your foul odour earlier. <laughs> yeah, when I got here to watch the football, I was farting quite a lot. Yeah, definitely had all of those symptoms then. The nausea, headaches. <laughs> Weirdly, a similar thing, like the, the foul odours and unusual stains. In, even in the Black Plague, people would like get freaked out by like things that have been daubed on their door, maybe like a bit of, who knows, something... They think they thought there was a group of people going round spreading the plague by daubing sort of a, a paste on your door, right. or leaving it on benches and things like that. Oh. So even then, that was crazy. We've always been crazy yeah. as a species. Yeah. Social media just sort of hyped it up. <laughs> it highlighted it all as well. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. Now it's now the crazier you are, the more exposure you get on TikTok. Yep. Yeah. Or whatever. Other platforms are available. Motor hysteria involves everything from twitching and stuttering to catatonic states and melodramatic outbursts. This is rarer and is often found in restrictive social settings such as discipline-heavy boarding schools or prisons. So let's have a look at some of the stranger ones. The meowing and biting nuns. Also barking nuns. was barking nuns too. I've heard of barking nuns before. But never meowing nuns. You know, when I was a kid, my nan told me that nuns stole children. Interesting. <laughs> nice of her. Your <laughs> nan seemed like a lovely lady. <laughs> she was. She was. She was genuinely. <laughs> but don't put the meowing nuns with the barking <coughs> nuns because they'll fight like cats and dogs. Mm. Hey. Very true. <laughs> During the Middle Ages, many nuns were forced into convents by their parents and often stressed by a lifestyle not of their choosing. For example, you know. Let's face it, celibacy, poverty, hard manual labour. No one chooses to go into that, do they? Why did they force them into it then? A couple of reasons. They might be a bit mad in the first place, and the convents like seen as they'll, they'll pray, you know, through prayer and celibacy and manual labour, you'll rid yourself of your mental demons. You're too old to be married, off. There's another one. You hit 35 in the Middle Ages, and you're not married, into the convent. <laughs> you're a spinster now. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's. Be glad you're not alive then, Claire. Yeah. yeah. No, you'd have been alright. You were married before 35. You'd have been alright. Well, well done. <laughs> <laughs> In 
In the first case, a nun in a large French convent began meowing one day. Soon others joined in, and eventually every nun in the convent was meowing. Now, are they talking about the physical sound meow, or are they all snorting white lines of some <laughs> crazy drug? Well, ketamine or something like that. <laughs> yeah, they call that Did, meow, don't they? have they? ketamine in the 15th century? Isn't the meow meow? Wasn't that, the meow meow was a similar thing to ketamine, wasn't it? Yeah, that's that, what it was, yeah. meow, yeah. yeah basically, ketamine, fucking horse tranquilizer. Nasty I, shit, man. I don't know if they've had horse tranquilizer in the 15th century. Ergot got poisoning, maybe. But ergot got poisoning doesn't last for as long as these cases do, which is usually one of the things a lot of people write well, about. Well, it does with. if you keep consuming it. Mm. So they weren't snorting a drug then, they were making the noise. Also, when you do have ergot poisoning, you do a lot of vomiting and shitting. Mm. Your body's got to expel it, hasn't it? Mm. Didn't someone just ask her what she's playing at? <laughs> <laughs> Why love? Why do you think you're a cat all of a sudden? Meow. <laughs> the noise became structured. All of the nuns would meow together for several hours at the same time <laughs> every day. The neighbours could hear the collective caterwauling. Wait, how did you say that? Caterwauling, caterwauling. Loads of cats getting. Loads of cats meowing. You know what it's like when they're outside your front. Your, and you get outside your house at some point in the middle of the yeah. night and they wanted to fuck or fight. That's it. That's it. Yeah, we don't need a full thing of it. It's annoying to listen to. <laughs> you know, you want to throw something at the fuckers, don't you? Yeah, very it. much so. They became understandably annoyed. <laughs> in an age where you could own a longbow or a sword, that could be quite war- that could be more concerning than it is nowadays, couldn't it? Well, I'm glad the neighbours went and asked what the fuck was going on. <laughs> well, they only caught him down after being threatened with a beating by soldiers. In one case of the barking nuns, they were flogged and spanked by soldiers. Oh, spanked? To stop you, spanked was the, the word I knew, heard to describe that. <laughs> so the nuns were spanked and flogged by soldiers to get them to shut up. <laughs> oh, the olden days were fun times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next door in Germany in the 15th century, a nun began biting the other sisters in their convent. And it wasn't too long before all the nuns were biting one another. Well, I'm not surprised. One bites it, and you're like, oi, bitch, fucking bite your back. Mm-hmm. Ow. And then because they're all wearing the same kind of habit in that, it, it kind of accidentally bit the wrong nun, and then she bit the wrong nun, and then it all went round, and they were all biting each other, and that was it. Could this be the first case of a zombie outbreak? Well, maybe, because it spread to other convents to a large portion of Germany, mostly in Saxony and Brandenburg. Sounds like a zombie outbreak. Didn't stop there. Convents in Holland and even Rome were affected. Yep, zombies. Zombie nuns. nuns. The nuns nuns. only stopped biting because of exhaustion. Yeah, exhaustion, i.e. had their heads cut off. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's the only way to kill a zombie. that's a historical cover-up. Mm. It's the only way to kill a zombie. Exactly. In remove their his head. Remove their head or destroy the brain. Wow. So that is the first known case of zombies and zombie nuns. You heard it here first, people. Yep. Oh, it's mass hysteria. Yeah. I was going to give it an allegedly at the end of that. But yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> was to say there hasn't been zombie outbreaks in history that have been put down and kept in secret. You never know. Mm. Well, this next one, eh? Look. The dancing plague. Dancing plague. Oof. Despite the July heat in 1518, Frau Trophia began silently dancing in the streets of Strasbourg, France. 
She kept up her bizarre dance marathon for nearly a week, when suddenly other citizens began joining her. Soon the streets were filled with three dozen dancers, and by August, an astounding 400 were shimmying and shaking <laughs> non-stop all over the city. And to be fair, people were dying as they were doing this. <laughs> it's July and August in France. Yeah. You're getting people in heat that they're dying, but people are still joining in. They're not stopping to drink water. Well, not enough water anyway. They're just dancing to death. What's... <laughs> the city's response is fucking legendary because they tried to help so they constructed a dance stage and brought in a band of professional dancers <laughs> I just so everyone's dancing the together the city's like playing music 24-7 they say they're dying because they're dying from exhaustion and heat it didn't end until the dancers were forcibly removed from the streets i.e. they were taken to a shrine to pray well, what caused it? Well, what caused it? Possibly stress. Let's face it, it's 13th century France. Disease and famine are sweeping through Strasbourg. Many people are reduced to begging. And then you've got the whole, everyone's an uber-Catholic at this point. 16th century France. Yeah. 16th century, whatever. What's yeah. a century between France? What's, three, what's 300 years? Oh. 100 years. You said 13th. Ah, oh, sorry. Uh, anyway... It's medieval France. Yeah, either way. <laughs> Shit place to be, mm. really. So, yeah, why not have a bit of fun and dance? Yeah, well, a common belief amongst Catholics was St. Vitus, who's the saint of dancing, I shit you not, <laughs> he would curse you with a dancing plague, so maybe they thought, oh my God, Strasbourg's been cursed. Just we've got war, we've got famine, mm. we've got disease, and now we've got dancers. It'd be like Tobey Maguire dancing badly down the street in Spider-Man 3 when he gets infected by the Venom thing. Yeah. Never seen it. Oh, let's have some more religious mass hysteria. The Salem <laughs> Witch Trials, 1692 to 1693. It all began when young Betty Paris and Abigail Williams began screaming uncontrollably and flailing about. A doctor declared the two residents of Massachusetts rural Salem village bewitched. <laughs> That's very... I'd love to know the Hippocratic Oath he swore. Very scientific, isn't it? Very scientific. This is what happens when you have a bunch of people who are religious extremists founding a country. Yeah. Well, it happened here as well, didn't it? it happened all over Europe, too far. Well, there is that. We'll do the, we'll do the British witch trials mm. one, one episode, I think. We'll get into that. Matthew Hopkins and the Witchfinder General. Interestingly, he's actually old enough to have been here. And there's some evidence mm. suggesting he did flee to America. There's a little conspiracy theory for you. Mm. So, soon, several other young girls came down with similar symptoms, putting the blame on three villagers, all women, as the ones who had bewitched them. The women were brought to trial. Two denied the accusations, but one, a Caribbean slave named Tituba, confessed to bewitching the girls and offered to name other witches likely to apply, likely apply to save herself from execution, which it did. Mm -hmm. That's it. Someone points a finger at you, put your finger at someone else. <laughs> Absolutely. Interesting they took the slaves thing, though. Mm. The slaves' word. Then again, mm. I suppose she's, she could have been said she was doing some kind of voodoo. Who knows? They were a bit, they were Puritans for a reason, weren't they? They were uber religious. I know she actually confessed to bewitching them. Yeah, but then she said, "I'll name other witches if you don't kill uh, me." Ah, yeah. As more people were swept up in the accusations, some confessed, 
and pointed the finger at even more people. Hysteria flooded the village and spilled over into the rest of Massachusetts. Five months after Paris and Williams first suffered fits, the courts were clogged with witchcraft cases. What's up today, Judge? What's up the docket today? Mm. Oh, another, another five witchcraft cases. It's just people just writing on their neighbours who just piss them off, isn't it? Yeah. Redonkulous, wasn't it? Yeah. The mayhem finally died down a year later after several respected citizens began pushing for solid evidence to be presented to the witchcraft tiles as opposed to relying on dreams and visions, which I suppose <laughs> makes sense. Fucking yeah. hell. But by the time the trials were stopped, 19 had been hanged, 7 died in jail awaiting execution, and one man had been pressed to death by stones. What? That's not fun. I thought it was mostly women. It was, I, think, I assume that was that one bloke who probably tried to save himself. <laughs> Maybe he was the only gay in the village. He might have been one of the husbands of one of the witches. In Preston, in he's being interrogated because you pressed them to interrogate them, not execute them. Mm. Yeah. 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 So he probably died during in interrogation. Enhanced interrogation. Just thank you for finishing my sentence, basically. But yeah, cheers. It's all right. That's what I do. <laughs> In all, 200 people were accused of practicing witchcraft. Poor buggers. Yep. The Halifax Slasher, 1938. Over, over to England. Over to England, Halifax. Yes, the original Halifax, not, not the one in America. Is it Canada? No, Canada, sorry. For nearly two weeks in November 1938, residents living in Halifax, England, were terrorised by a man racing around the dark, slashing women with a knife or razor. The panic began on November 16th when two women arrived at a local police station, both with head wounds that appeared to have been caused by some kind of blade. They'd been attacked by a man, they told police. Five days later, a third woman ran to the police with a deep razor-like cut in her wrist. In both cases, no evidence was found of the crime scenes, police were stumped, and citizens became concerned. Over the next week, more people were mysteriously attacked or suffering some type of cut, and by now the public was referring to the attacker as the Halifax Slasher. And of course everyone's like, don't you go out at night, the Halifax mm -hmm. Slasher's about. Mm. So yeah. keep the kids in. Keep the kids <laughs> in. Start coming home before mid before dark falls. Yeah. You know, the police said there could be up to three different men attacking these victims. Businesses shuttered their windows, vigilante groups formed, sometimes attacking men who appeared suspicious or out of place. Jesus. Law enforcement officials put in a call to Scotland Yard for help, and two detectives arrived on November 29th. As the investigators began questioning the victims, however, their stories collapsed. Suddenly everyone began confessing that they'd accidentally cut or injured oh. themselves. One woman said she'd fought with her boyfriend and upset sliced her arm because she'd heard her at the Halifax Slasher. After nine of the twelve victims confessed to self-harm, police closed the investigation. The nine were all criminally charged before going to jail. <laughs> so, uh, three of them were still been attacked by someone random though. Yeah, yeah. Potentially. Potentially. It's lazy. Mm. And that could have well been those first three. Could have been. And then the rest of them were all kind of copycat. Oh, let's jump on this bandwagon for a bit of sympathy. But for the police to go, yeah, there could be at least three men out there slashing women up. <laughs> it's playing on public fears. They've got no, they've really got, 
the, the, well, I suppose the police are a bit helpless, really, aren't they, in that mm. scenario? If you've got women turning up saying they've been attacked. you got to look into it, haven't you? Of course you have. Absolutely. The Tanganyika laughter epidemic in 1962. We've covered this before as well. Yes, yeah, so a small girl was born in school in Tanganyika, now Tanzania. Tanzania, I think it is. Tanzania. Is it? Tanzania. Yeah. Tanzania. You said Tanzania, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. Oh, I left Tanzania, sorry. Should have left it because that was quite amusing. <laughs> Tanzania. I want to live there. Sounds quite cool. Sounds like a 1990s wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> what's his what's his gimmick? He's he's, he's got an all over town. <laughs> Tanzania. Nice. I'm picturing him like a bit of an Ultimate Warrior rip-off, in all fairness. Mm. Like, he's a bit crazy. But a bit zanier. <laughs> yeah. With a really good tan. I'm zany, I am. <laughs> Maybe like a zany Hulk Hogan or something. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know anyone could pull that. I don't, no, no one's Hulk of Hulk. Maybe, maybe Hulk Hogan was Tanzania. <laughs> I don't know, well, there's been some characters, let's face it. Anyway, Tanzania. <laughs> they started to st- starting and stopping abruptly giggling. Their fits would last anywhere from a minute or two to several hours. This laughter proved contagious, and soon other girls were doing the same thing. No one could concentrate on schoolwork, and restraining them proved ineffective. <laughs> Six weeks later, more than half the school's middle and high schoolers had caught the laughing bug. School officials shut the place down, but when they reopened it two months later, the laughing plague immediately restarted, <laughs> so they shut the school up again. The kids had obviously clocked on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if we all just laugh again, right, then let's go home. Yeah, yeah right. Because it spreads to other schools anywhere about it and go, oh, if we still start laughing. So they, they lasted, so this lasted between six and 18 months. But laughter is contagious anyway. Yeah. So it, all it took was two little girls mm. having a bit of a laughing fit because of something silly. And then that could genuinely have caught on. Yep. But and then they cottoned on that it was quite funny to do that because it was getting a reaction from the teachers and things like that. Yeah. So they just like thought, we're getting away with not doing any That's work. It, yeah. We just laugh. And then they got sent home from school for two fucking months. No one laughed uncontrollably at any point. No, no. Mm. They all fucking played and did what they want, built dens and hunted for lions and shit like that. And you're basically stereotyping a little bit there with the hunting for lions. No one's hunting. The kids aren't hunting lions. Know. Teenage girls aren't hunting lions. They haven't all got metal bars in their pockets. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and then they get sent back to school. Oh, fuck. School's well shit. Should we just get some more time off again? Yeah. <laughs> Done. So I qualified to Pete for that reference that Pete always recommends putting a metal bar in any animal's mouth that's meant to attack you. That's why you should carry one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, students did have fits of pain, fainting, crying, and rashes. Well, but if as, laughing too much, yeah. as you know, laughing can make laughing? you laughing can make you faint <laughs> sometimes. Although you know, to be fair, he blamed excessive stress for the uncontrollable giggles. The boarding school where the laughter began was a very strict one, plus the country had just gained its independence and people were anxious about the future. Mm. I'll skip through this one because I want to do an episode on this one day. Take care of ritual abuse cases. This is the start of the satanic panic in America, which is still kind of going on today in some circles. Mm. Well, maybe, maybe there is something to it. Not to the... Scale. Not, no, not to the scale, but, you know. 
No smoke without fire. <laughs> that may be the way the British system works, Mike, but not the American one. Mm-hmm. They need to at least say what you're talking about. We yeah, did, it's the, I've yeah. said it's a daycare ritual case. It's, it's the start of the satanic panic. We sort of covered it in our Satanism episode. Yeah, we was did, but I want to do six, it. And that was, that was like, yeah, it was episode six. 260 episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> when do we get to episode 666? Have we done that yet? Of course not. I don't know how far we are in. 260. Uh, oh, sorry. Sorry. I missed saying that. <laughs> His maths is so shit, innit? I said 260 episodes I didn't episodes hear you say 260 something episodes ago. Sorry, I didn't even say that. Fuck it now. What's your name again? <laughs> sorry, who are you? Where am I? <laughs> I didn't hear you say it. It all began with a mother who was mentally unstable accused Ray Buckley, a worker at the McMartin Preschool near Los Angeles, of raping her child, which is a a pretty big accusation to make. Although police were initially sceptical, in an abundance of caution, they sent letters home to the parents of other children at the daycare centre, asking them to question their children about acts like sodomy and oral sex. Okay. As parents talked to their kids and to each other, more accusations followed. Bucky, his mother, Peggy, Bucky's mother, Peggy McMartin, who owned the school, and other teachers were eventually charged with 208 counts of child molestation. Jesus. As time went on and social workers were brought in to get more information out of the young children, the accusations got wilder. In addition to being raped and sodomised, the children said they participated in satanic rituals, being forced to drink blood, and had witnessed a baby being sacrificed in a satanic church. The ensuing trial lasted several years, but none of the defendants were ever found guilty of anything. So they're making it up? It's making... Or the judge was a Satanist. Or it's a cover-up. Well, that's the thing is, the the way the conspiracy goes, and the way they explain it all as to why it's been covered up, is exactly what Mike said. The judge is a Satanist. The coroners are Satanists. Satanists are everywhere. If someone doesn't go to church, they're a Satanist. They're involved in it all. That's the way the conspiracy goes. Mm. And it's still going on. Yeah, but it could be true, couldn't it? I mean, I'm not saying it is. It could be. Well, I haven't been approached to be a Satanist yet. We know that paedophiles cover for each other. I don't know, weren't you approached by, what do you call it, with the rings? The Freemasons. Freemasons. Oh, yeah, I had that spam email through, didn't I? Yeah, you were approached by them, so there you go. I mean, not... Necessarily. Was it a sp- wasn't it a spam email? I mean, it was spam that message on Facebook. You mm-hmm. never know, do you? It might have been as soon as they realised you counsel a Ben. Right, get him in. Get him into the secret club. Oh, who knows? Get they they, they wouldn't guarantee blood. me a cloak. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. You get a cloak Dis- and a mask. Disappointing. They wouldn't guarantee me a cloak. <laughs> Bastards. During the years that Martin trial was going on, and even after similar allegations were levelled against daycare centres and their employees in 46 states, at the Little Rascals Daycare Centre in North Carolina, for instance, defenders were accused of sexual abuse as well as a host of other actions, including spaceships, hot air balloons and pilot ships. <laughs> yeah, me thinks that's the kids' imagination a bit there. Many people were found guilty only to be released later when their convictions were overturned. Guilty of being a pirate? 
abducting children onto your satanic pirate ship, hot air balloon, or and or spaceship. Well, that sounds like they, that sounds like they could have abducted them, tried to befriend them by taking them somewhere like Disneyland or something like that, and they went on Space Mountain on self seas. They just got abused on Space Mountain. Not dark, you know, uh, and, and they were a pirate ship as well. And on the parts of the Caribbean ride, maybe not then back then, but they were, they'd always been a swinging pirate ship, wouldn't they? By the way, it went on to be fucking mental. Yeah, we do need to do an episode on yeah. that. I think definitely. Mm. The West Bank fainting epidemic of 1983. Oh, oh the baby! I was I'd, born. I'd just been born here, spring of 1983. Nearly 1,000 young Arabs in the West Bank mist- suddenly became ill with a mysterious ailment characterized by symptoms like headache, dizziness, blurred vision, abdominal pain, weakness, and fainting. 70% of the patients were schoolgirls 12 to 17. While some of the early victims said they had smelled a strange odour reminiscent of rotten eggs in their classroom before falling ill, Palestinian leaders accused the Israelis of using chemical warfare to drive away the Arabs. I was just thinking, was it chemical warfare or some sort of, you know, te- test subjects, un- you know, unwitting, unknowingly, you know? Yes, yeah, some claimed it was to sterilise the Arab females yeah of course the Israelis well, said well me. it's you lot using chemicals and your own people to stir up trouble and blame us mm. it's interesting that both sides attacked one another there mm-hmm. mm. makes you think that actually might have been some kind of but as it was only girls mm. there is a good chance that it could have been that kind of attempt of sterilisation of some form by using some kind of chemical to well, I don't know what you say. You never know. Do you? Allegedly. Allegedly, oh, what yeah. you can say. It's just a... a yeah. Darker things have happened. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sadly. It's a possibility, isn't it, that that kind you, of shit could have gone on. But you also have to remember that mass hysteria does affect girls of this age range a lot more. Mm. Uh, a lot more. It's, it's a bit different. But Beomania... Yeah. It was in that was just mass hysteria. It was girls passing out from screaming, yeah. just yeah. screaming mm. over and over again. Wasn't many lads in that crowd, was there? What about the chances of lunar cycles and things like that? So, in the sense that there there can be certain lunar cycles, I believe, that can make women's cycles quite weird, like. Different. I don't know, that, is, that, is that correct? I'm looking at the. W- don't the don't mansplain woman. to Claire about periods. The woman here, like if there's any truth in that. What I've... Yeah, I've woke up as a werewolf quite a few times. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, there's different things that like different times. Come on, Claire. And... Is there anything to it? Do you? Do you? I mean, isn't the room? Is there? I don't know. I don't think there's any scientific evidence. As a, as a teenager, when all these hormones are racing, it's not so much that. You know, how, like when women are together, they go on the cycle together mm-hmm. and things I don't like that. There's any truth to that? There is. So yeah, there is. All the girls, they're all twelve to seventeen-year-old girls. If if they all just got really bad menstrual cycle at the same time somehow for, for some weird reason that's why I was asking about like is, is there some weird thing with the lunar cycle or like certain there's a certain time where an atmosphere is at a certain point where if you I don't it's know, hot as well you know, know it's fucking hot I, I think it's just men just trying to like you know single out the women single out oh, the women oh look at the crazy women all fainting if they're all crazy they, you can't let them uh, 
you know, have these equal rights and all that like back in the day and, you know, anything to put us down a bit. Oh, I was wondering. There's, a, there's the voice of the, the feminazi. <laughs> I want a matriarchal society. All I'm thinking is the, the symptoms... the men. The mm. symptoms that they all had. <laughs> what was I... The that's my eyebrows. That's my eyebrow signal. <laughs> but the symptoms they all had are symptoms that women get around that time of the month. And... I don't know, we're on on dangerous going to England and a lot of female (laughs) listeners here. How are we? You look at the symptoms. Well, Well, it could have been that the... They're all 12 to 17. When they they sent them home, they didn't find any initial illnesses. No trace of chemical residues found the buildings, although the initial group to fall ill may have been affected by the smell of low levels of hydrogen sulfide gas escaping from a latrine. There we go. But the bulk of the sufferers became ill because of psychological factors, namely stress and anxiety, which were likely caused or heightened by news reports suggesting a toxic gas was the culprit. And the gas were in. <laughs> I suppose if, if newspapers are starting to, your Palestinian newspapers are saying the Israelis are gassing us, and the Israelis then come on, then come yeah, on the telly yeah. and say, we're not gassing you, it's, it's the PLO, wasn't it? The Palestinian Liber- Liberation Organisation. Or the PLF, one of the two. Well, everyone's going to be on a heightened fear alert, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Especially at them days as well. Yeah. Havana Syndrome. Have you heard of Havana Syndrome? This has been in the news, hasn't it? No. No. Havana Syndrome. Recent one. Very recent. Since 2016, just after the US reopened its Havana embassy, hundreds of North American diplomats and CIA officers started complaining about headaches, brain fog, vertigo and other debilitating symptoms. These complaints soon spread beyond Cuba to Russia, China and Europe. Many have been diagnosed with concussion-like symptoms, but without the concussion and the underlying cause triggers heated debate. Are the symptoms psychological or something more sinister? Well, yes, the answer is psychological. Mm. CA ruled out the involvement of a hostile foreign power in all but two dozen of the 200 cases. But its February 2022 summary still reads like the plot of a thriller. Spy agencies' experts believe Havana syndrome symptoms could plausibly be caused by a post electromagnetic ray, but there's no proof as to who could have been wielding it. And the point is, no one's tried to make that kind of shit more than the Americans, so if they haven't got it, mm. it's very unlikely anyone else has got it. Well, some experts aren't even convinced a mystery illness even exists. No, they're not. Uh, they think it is a mass hysteria. A lot of the evidence was debunked recently. What about puppy pregnancy syndrome? Never heard of this before. Yeah. It's a psychosomatic illness in humans brought on by mass hysteria. People believing, and we'll call it PPS, puppy pregnancy syndrome, believe that shortly after being bitten by a dog, puppies are conceived within their abdomen. (laughs) What? The syndrome is thought to be localised in villages in several states of India. And some psychiatrists believe that PPS meets the criteria for a culture-bound disorder, but it is a mass hysteria. Which doctors offer oral cures, which they claim will dissolve the puppies? I bet they do. What, suck the penises? Yeah. yeah. This will cure your Straight to blowjobs with you, innit? <laughs> <laughs> if it's not a grey sucking you off, it's a witch doctor. <laughs> Swallow this. <laughs> Take this special special medicine, child. Now close your eyes, open your mouth. Why is it a child? Purse it. 
know. You <laughs> sick fuck. <laughs> are you trying to, are you, what are you accusing this witch doctor of, Pete? Paedophilia, obviously. Well, I, I think he might claim different. Who knows? Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> they, which, anyway, they claim that I'll dissolve the puppies. Doctors in India have tried to educate. How could you dissolve puppies? <laughs> How horrible is that? I'd just give birth to them. Because they have puppies. If it's not real. I well, know, but still, I was wondering what. I you want a little puppy coming at your nose? Poop out puppy. <laughs> Obviously, I'm going to shit it out. Yeah, poop out a puppy. Yeah, poop out a puppy. Still. Now, doctors in India have tried to educate the public that this condition is impossible Clearly. and a superstition, and that treating this condition instead of rabies can be dangerous. <laughs> wow. No, don't give me the, the rabies shot. I want a pregnancy test instead. <laughs> People suffering from PPS mean that shortly after bitten by the dog, puppies consume in their abdomen, and this is to be especially likely if the dog is sexually excited at the time of the attack. <laughs> Victims are said to bark like dogs and have reported being able to see the puppies inside them when looking at water or hear them growling in their abdomen. It is believed the victims will eventually die, especially men. Oh, man, they do give birth to their puppies with the penis. There you go. Yeah. They believe that they're going to give birth to the puppies through the penis. It'd be like a fucking puppy shotgun. <laughs> what was left of your dick after? <laughs> not a lot. I mean, you might, you're might you not even going to get away with it if it's a fucking chihuahua, a sexually excited chihuahua that bites you. Nope. Imagine if it's a sexually excited Rottweiler. Great Dane. Oh, Great oh Dane. Oh, my God. Or an Irish wolfhound. Couple of them, couple of them rolling around in your belly. <laughs> Before a five. Oh, litter. This is stupidity. It is redonkulous, isn't it? It's that ridiculous, it's redonkulous. Yep, just goes to show the species were still stupid at times. You can put that one down to superstition a little bit, can't you? But still, it is a form of mass hysteria. I mean, this is... Yep. That is hilarious. I bet you have cases of it that rise and fall, don't you? That is a hilarious superstition, though. Get bit by a dog. Oh, I'm gonna have his puppies now through my penis. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, dissolve them. Let me suck a witch doctor's penis. <laughs> See, you coming to me now? <laughs> I wonder why I've been looking at them booklets. I saw them booklets at the end of the day saying, "Who's doing jibbers with a witch doctor?" How <laughs> to be a witch doctor? Everything in our Brexit Britain, eh, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can I welcome back to the show a long-time friend of the show, Springhill Jack, everybody. My Hi, se- Jack. My second favourite cryptid. It's a phantom groper. <laughs> no, a friend of mine. That's why he's his favourite. I, I, I don't know what it is. I just love Springhill Jack. We have covered this before. One we of have. Our so I'm not going to go too much Halloween into episodes, haven't we, in mm-hmm. the past? Out of the night, he came a leaping, bounding superman who terrified the English nation for more than 60 years. At first, tales of this devil-like figure who leaped from rooftop to rooftop was accepted as hysterical nonsense. But in January 1838, this strange creature received official recognition when a barmaid, Polly Adams, was attacked while walking across Black Heath in South London. Mary Stevens, a servant girl, was terrified what she saw on Barnes Common, and in Clapham Churchyard, a woman was assaulted. She was groped up. They groped them all. 
Lucy Scales, a butcher's daughter, was attacked in Limehouse, and Jane Olsop was almost strangled by a cloaked attacker in her own home before her family managed to beat off the attacker, at which point he slept and soared off. Leapt. The, leapt and soared off into the darkness. Jane Olsop described her inhuman attacker to London magistrates. To quote her, he was wearing a kind of helmet and a tight fitting white costume, like an oil skin, and he vomited blue and white flames, he did. What? <laughs> mm. See, up until that bit, I was just thinking it's some geezer who was way before his times and was really good at free running and used it to his advantage mm. and was a bit gropey and he could jump on roofs, jump down and grope a woman, jump back up, climb back up quite quickly like these free runners do nowadays. Is it free running? That's yeah. the right word, isn't it? I think you're looking at a bit of parkour going on that's as well. That's the one, parkour. That's yeah. the other thing I was thinking. First parkour. Yeah, yeah. He, he was just ahead of his time, so he was really good at parkour. Mm. Bit of gropey, so he combined the two. Because he's got a cool mask on, though. He could, he could technically have some kind of mask on. Well, yeah, that's because when he does jump down and grope them, he doesn't want them to see his face. Well, it would have been easier, though, not to have the false cloven hooves, though, wouldn't it? That's true. And the breathing fire. Yeah. Well, that could be a, a magic trick. But no, no, that's just they're almost using poetic license to try and make him sound scarier than he is. That's all that is. True. The Lord Mayor of London, Sir John Cowan, received complaints from several parts of the city describing a demonic creature with eyes like balls of fire and hands like icy claws and able to bound from rooftop to rooftop with ease. What year was Sherlock Holmes starting? To the 1880s, look? roughly, I think. 1880s, 1890s, something like that, Sherlock Holmes. This was 50 years before. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was wondering. I was thinking, I knew it was 1800s that Sherlock Holmes mm. came. I couldn't quite remember which part. And, yeah, so a bit, bit before the time of that, then. Well, he's a fictional character, too, remember? No, no, I was thinking because of some of the stories oh, of Sherlock mean, Holmes. Yeah. I was yeah. wondering whether people are just, again... Actually, should you point that out, it's, it's a commonly misheld apprehension that Sherlock Holmes is real. It is, yeah. But a lot of people still think he's real. He's a, because there's the bake, you can go to his house on Baker Street, can't you? Yeah, because Baker Street is a real street. Yeah. Mm. It's a bit of a Mandela effect kind of thing, really. I love this bit though. The police did not dismiss these stories, and even the Duke of Wellington, Iron Duke himself, nearly seventy, went out armed on horseback to hunt and kill the monster. You know he fucking put that <laughs> as well. <laughs> fucking Duke of Wellington. Ah, uh, the awesome. Iron Duke. What a guy. What a guy. He is the official Lord mm. Flash art of his generation, <laughs> <Yeah>. effectively. <laughs> it was the mysterious fiend who roamed London attacking women. During the 1850s and 60s, Springfield Jack was seen all over England, particularly in the Midlands. In our, the army, in 1870, set traps to catch him after scared sentries reported being terrified by a man who sprang onto the roof of their sentry box. Also in 1870, angry town-smoking Lincoln are reported to have shot at him in the street, but he just laughed and bounded away, leaping over fences and small buildings. No one knows any idea who he was. No one's got a clue. They think it might have been the eccentric young Marquis of Waterford, but he apparently wasn't a vicious guy or considered wild. Even though he was considered wild and had been branded as the Mad Marquis. Last seen in 1904 at Everton in Liverpool, bounding up and down the streets, leaping from cobbles to rooftops and back. 
He vanishes the darkness when that day, when some brave souls were to corner him and he has not been seen since that day of this. Springfield for mm-hmm. the fucking Jack. Said my second friend of the show. Again, probably mass hysteria. Yeah, you could bring it. Someone got a bit groped by a bloke in a mask who presumably did a bit of parkour. And before you know it, everybody's doing it. Mm. Bit of a copycat as well, you know what I mean? Mm. People would dress up. Some of them a mask and dress up a bit. And yeah. The, the leaping onto the top of the sentry box in front of the, on the soldiers must have been a feat. But again, could just be. A bit steampunk. He's got, he's got springs on his shoes like mm. Batman. Yeah, yeah. A bit of hearsay, a bit of Chinese whispers. Yeah. Someone jumped up a, a three foot wall. The next person it was four foot. The next person it was nine foot. You know what I mean? It's one of them. The big, the big fish, mm. the bigger fish story kind of thing. Maybe. But again, we we have briefly gone through this one before. But I'm gonna, it's not mass hysteria, and it's great. The mad gasser of Mattoon. <laughs> Sounds like me. <laughs> In September of 1944, for the front pages of the Daily Illini. I say that's right. Were covered with updates about the ongoing war. The newspaper regularly chronicled major developments in the war, as well as the deaths of the young men who, just a few years short before, had once walked in the university's halls. Given the amount of bloodshed that was unfolding over the world, it is easy to miss the newspaper's coverage of one particularly strange event, one that came to be called the Mad Gasser of Mattoon. Mattoon, Illinois, is a small town that lies. Uh, Eighteen thousand people live in it. <laughs> it lies here. Yeah, eighteen thousand people live in it. Like well, that's forty-nine miles south of Champagne. Champagne. Yeah, shit, you don't need to know. It, yeah. Really. Yeah. The alleged beagle capital, capital of the county. Also, the site of a suspected case of mass hysteria. In the sept- in September of nineteen forty-four. People around town began reporting they would awake in the middle of the night to smell a strangely sweet smell blanketing their homes. It was the baker making bread. Mm. <laughs> they would then become overcome with nausea and some reported became paralysed for an hour after. They were using rat bones crushed up for the flour. <laughs> <laughs> 1944. <laughs> well, maybe. That's why, that's why I thought that. <laughs> it's in France, isn't it, this? No, it's not. Oh, so America have stolen another European name, Champagne. Yes. So confusing. After some of the victims claimed to see the figure of a man fleeing their yards at the time when the gas appeared, and rumours began to spread around town that a mysterious man was sneaking up to homes and pumping gas into open windows. Hmm. On September 12th, 1944, the Daily Alini reported that 33 people had smelled the mysterious gas in the span of 12 days. And later that day, the Mattoon police chief, a man named C.E. Cole, released a shocking statement. According to the police's investigation, there was no man sneaking about town pumping home sort of gas. Instead, wind shifts at night had caused gas from a local war plant to pass through the open windows. What's a war plant? They'd be making synthetic fuel, uh, chemicals being mixed for TNT, that kind of thing. Which would explain chemicals making Mm. people a bit nauseous and things like that, I suppose. They said it smelt sweet. It could do, yeah. Hmm. No reason why it wouldn't. Mm -hmm. 
the mix of chemicals. You can have some really vicious chemicals put together and they smell amazing. The pear drops, what is it? I'm sure it's oh, it's one of the um, smell, smell like pear drops. One of the acids, shit, isn't it's it? One, yeah, it's one of the, the, the nerve agents. You smell pear drops, you put your mask on. Yeah, yeah. And freshly cooked grass as well. That's right. The other two because I can't remember which mm. one pear drops is. It'll come to me. It'll blur mm. into my head at some point. Additionally, people believe that at least a few of the supposed attacks were likely to be the result of hysteria, with people being constantly terrified their homes would be hit by the mad gasser. As for the man that some victims reported seeing fleeing from their yards, police theorised it was likely a bystander who decided to investigate the homes upon here and the chaos that was erupting inside. Cyanide smells like... Well, I fucking just said it a second ago, but then it's... Sarin. I'm sure it's sarin. Is it sarin? Oh, crap. Almond or something. Anyway, they do smell sweet. You're right. It's yeah, they smell... Yeah. You know what they were sniffing. To do the point. Right, last one. Back to the UK, the Hammersmith Phantom. Mm. Mm. The Hammersmith ghost had first been spotted in November 1803. This spectre wasn't content to be floating around the West London neighbourhood. It was supposedly attacking people, with several claiming to have been physically grabbed in or around Hammersmith churchyard. Some thought it was the spirit of a man who had killed himself and whose spirit could not lie at rest. Descriptions of his appearance varied, but most stated that it was tall and wore white. So you got this thing spreading around these women, oh they've grabbed me in the streets, one woman was choked by him, another man was grabbed and pushed against a wall, and there's this ghost, and all of a sudden, you've got this mass hysteria. You know, and then you end up with militias coming huh. out, armed with pistols and rifles. Looking for because I don't know what they're gonna do because it's a ghost. Proper pitchfork in it. Mm. Yeah, proper pitchfork. They were it. the real Ghostbusters. <laughs> but I don't know. They think their rifles and pistols are going to ghost. Sadly, the there was a bricklayer over about early one oh. morning, and bricklayers used to wear white. I mean, he got shot up. Yeah, he got oh. shot in the head by some fucking yeah. The judge, they actually sent us into a year of hard labour. He was let off for the murder mm. charge. It's incredible. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? That? So a lot of these do end with tragedy, don't they, in some cases? That looks like a nice pub. It's nice like, pub. it's idiots spurring on other idiots to do idiotic things. <laughs> Pretty I think that's quite a good way of describing it. Oh... But you can always see, like, the, the giggling girls. Mm. That's kind of like, oh, look, we can't say a school for two months. Yeah. So the next school is about that, because their cousin goes to a different school. And then it's like, oh, if we all start giggling, they'll let us yeah. have two months off. That's definitely the kids doing it on purpose to get time off school, isn't it? But I just think yeah. it's not just, like, we think hysteria, like, but it's, like, it is... Is that intentional? They look at it as that shared behaviour is a kind of hysteria, isn't it? Well, it's like all of us staying in and locking ourselves into our houses for fucking months on end. Allegedly. <laughs> but we didn't really need to, let's face it. I guess you could say, yeah, that was perhaps it, a it way, form I of think mass you could say it, it was form. It wasn't full I mean, mass hysteria, but there was certainly there was certainly an element of it there. I think my own personal opinion is... I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, a great example of it is 
the terrorism in the early two thousands. Very much. When the Americans had that alarm, was like severe, highly severe, all that. As soon as every day, people were checking. Seeing that there might be, there might be a fucking terrorist attack. They don't, they haven't. So, you know, How many know, was there? An American after dad. That, after nine eleven, oh. I don't think there was any. The anthrax scare, didn't you? That was. They never found. They never put that on anyone convincingly. Didn't they? The only terrorist attacks from their own citizens gunning down school children. That's. <laughs> yeah. There has probably been a lot more deaths yeah, from. But that they don't put an alarm. Yeah, but they don't put an alarm for that, do they? No. That's what I was predicting. Isn't it? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> One a week, basically. Yeah. Mm. Just have a, just have the alarm on highly severe every day, isn't it? Yeah, because they, they did use a little. They would report it on Fox News. Oh, we've got up to Amber Alert <laughs> on the terrorism warning today. It's like yeah, it's instilling fear, which then of course that's a reaction to have the hysteria. So you allow the government to take away your rights yep. a little bit, allow you to be surveilled more. That's it. The Patriot Act. They're allowed to put more cameras up. House Resolution 666, wasn't it? That was, I don't know. I believe it was, the Patriot Act. There was a a bit of it that was, (laughs) and that might have been the part that took away the rights, the certain rights, not all the rights, obviously. It's just different things, isn't it? It creates, you can argue the media creates us all into a mass hysteria. They play us like a fucking fiddle, mate. Yeah, I mean, the the media nowadays... Look at the small boats. I was just going to say that, the small boats. The last few weeks, the last few months... Been dominated, the UK's been dominated by the news of small boats landing all the time. Yeah. But it still created a mass hysteria. These people were turning up here, it's an invasion. Mm. No, it's not an invasion, it's a small few boats that come over now and again. And we have I to, agree, we should stop it, but it's hardly a mass invasion. No, it's not an invasion. And it's, you know, the services that used to be there to accommodate and house these people and sort them hadn't been cut back massively over the last yeah. 12 years, then this wouldn't be a problem. I'm just about stopping it for humanitarian reasons. You can't yeah. a lot have of people, too many people die trying die. to make the journey because yeah. it's so fucking treacherous. Yeah. You they can't. need to stop it happening. Yeah, I mean, the thing is that once they do make that question, we can't turn them away immediately, can no, It's international no, law. They not. have to be processed, sorted, and can they, is it a genuine claim? Is it, but the facilities used to be there to house them and no, they aren't. They've all been sold off. But there's been hundreds of deaths oh, this, of year, course this year already. Not probably not a lot of them. Probably not even reported about. Yeah. Because they may not even be known about. Before that, what did we have? We had the, the Prince Andrew stuff as well. That before that, that whipped the country up, didn't it? Mm. Yeah. That wasn't mass hysteria, though, was it? It's, well, Q, uh, yeah, that's a bad example. Let's use Q and on as there's a better one. Yeah. Q and on's. It's the best example. <laughs> that led to an actual stalling of the Senate, which yep. you'd argue that was mass hysteria, the January 6th. Of course it was. It was mass hysteria about an election that they believed had been stolen that wasn't. No, I don't think it was. Well, of course it wasn't. They've no. gone to court and they've lost in court. They have. They've lost multiple times. Yeah. In but fact, they only they're had, all in on it, Mike. They only won one, yeah, and they had a recount. Good point. Yeah. And Biden ended up winning more votes from the recount. That's it. That's the extent of their. But it goes their to show then, yeah. That when they do count, they clearly can't fucking count them correctly. <laughs> so yeah. they probably need to recount them twenty-five times by twenty-five different independent people. Then maybe take them. Yeah, mistakes get and then made, don't they? Average. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, make yeah. mistakes, but at the same time, I don't trust voting machines. I don't. No. I don't trust the machine to do it. They can get they can hacked. Be tampered with. Yeah. Yeah, but 
How do we even know? Once you've put your vote in that little box with a piece of paper, yeah? How do you know that that actually gets fucking counted? Because someone might... I'd say there might be somebody dodgy in there. That's... They already know who's going to win. They're like, ah, right, so there's 10,000 people voting in this area, so 9,000 of these votes will go to this party... 400 will go to that, 300 will go to that, and 100. Well, no, it comes. I think it comes from more like the individual counters. They're like a Tory, and they're like, oh, I won't yeah, count. I'll put never, a load of Labour votes in the in the, yeah, the votes that don't count. No. You can never discount the political allegiance of the person counting yeah. the vote. Mm. That's what you got to look at. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there was something with the Scottish uh, branching off slightly. The Scottish independence mm. referendum. There was a lot of evidence, there was some evidence to suggest that there was some miscounting, deliberate mm. miscounting going on in that. Nicola Sturgeon was personally counting him going, <laughs> Right, this one says her majesty, she can fuck off, right, you know that one too, he yeah, know they lost, so she, but they, they were putting them into the, the stay pile rather than mm. the leave pile. No, they were, th- they were throwing away the stay ones to no. try and make more leave ones, wasn't she? Well, That's no, what I'm saying. She would have been, but they didn't matter because yeah, yeah. they... They've left the sending state. But yeah. still, even with the yeah, know, chance you, of that, give me paper ballots every now, day. With yeah, the internet, yeah. especially nowadays, it's Facebook, for example. Facebook causes mass hysteria all the yeah, time. So. Someone's hanging around the street, my street at night. They've got a van, they're probably stealing dogs. Yeah. Something like that. Look at these signs on your fence. If someone's got a chalk mark <laughs> somewhere on your pavement, it's not the people going to go and dig the fucking pavement up. No, no, they're dog stealers. They're going around stealing dogs. Keep your dogs in. There's a circle and they're crossing it. Does that mean yeah. my house is a target it, it, now? Exactly. No, it Pe- means the electrician's going to And people have never been bloody stupider, let's face it, at times. There's, we're more susceptible to this now. That's yeah. the problem. We're more susceptible to this kind of mass hysteria now because we have things constantly bombarding us before this was localised look at the floating castles in the sky do you remember that? no I do yeah it wasn't just castles it was different things things. cities castles people were saying they were seeing these things and there they were recording them but it's you can see them you can see them but that could be paradoxical. they're suggesting that we see it they're mass mass hysteria Spreads to us. If they're saying this is a castle in the sky, our brain has gone, that's a castle in the sky. And it could just be a really vague cloud shape. Mm. Remember, a lot of information goes through our, bra- our eyes and our brain. Things get mixed up. We see things as they're more likely to be. Yeah, there's an explanation, isn't there? Like the ships that you can see in the sky. It's something called Fata Magana, yeah, isn't it? It's Hook. Like that. That's Hook, obviously. The <laughs> ships you see in the sky is Hook. Oh, those ships that have Ox Machina, they fly. Yeah. What about, you know, the, but the dancing one's weird, the physical ones are more weird, mm. the dancing one's weird. Because the people are literally dropping dead. You know, there was an episode, and that's not a random thing, the dancing ones, they've had several outbreaks of that, especially around Germany in the puritanical areas. The one, the one, one group surrounded a priest who came out and he cursed them all because they had danced around him. Well, there was this one where a guy started running. That's Forrest Gump. Oh. <laughs> Where's the shagging plague? That's what I want to know. <laughs> that was one in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> the hippie movement. Yeah. That was a mass hysteria. The entire hippie movement was a mass hysteria. Every movement is effectively a mass hysteria. 
following a football team and going to the ground and standing and screaming for, for 90 minutes is all part of mass hysteria. You're swept up into the, the moment, mm. aren't you? Mm. We love it. We love it. We do. We thrive on it. Mm. I don't think it's going away anytime soon. I think we'll continue to have them. Absolutely. Mm. Right, so let's say thank you for listening. I've been Ben. Don't do the flavour aid. Don't join a cult. I've been Mike, thanks for listening. Peace out, may the force be with you. I've been Claire, keep an open mind, but not so open that it spills out your ears. And I've been Pete, enjoy your week, Arrivederci. And if you do live in the Doria, you can't for me. You know, may the force, that's getting fucking cut.